0: Hello, welcome to this podcast. These are the daily audio devotions from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, as they are prepared by Pastor Adam Moline. You can check out our church website, goodshepherdlincoln.org. If you want to uh, get more of these particular devotions, they're also available in video format on our YouTube page. Let's get into today's devotion. Hello and welcome to our daily devotion from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Adam Moline. Today we're going to continue our look at the life of King David. Today's text is kind of a short one and maybe seems a little bit odd at first, but uh, it does have a lot of connections from before and after this particular text. And that is, as we bring to an end the account of David and Bathsheba, it is in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 12. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah. Moreover, I have taken the city of waters." Now then, gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called in my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took the crown of their king from his head. The weight of it was a talent of gold, and in it was a precious stone, and it was placed on David's head." And he brought out the spoil of the city, a very great amount. And he brought out the people who were in it, and set them to labor with the saws and iron picks and iron axes, and made them toil at the brick kilns. And thus he did to all the city of the Ammonites. Then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, it may not seem like it, but this is actually the other bookend to the tale of David and Bathsheba. If you look back in your Bible all the way to the very beginning of that account at 2 Samuel chapter 11, it began with, In the spring, in the time when kings go out to war, David sent Joab to besiege Rabbah. And instead of going with him, David stayed home, which led to all the challenges and the difficulties that we've been hearing about the last few weeks. And it's here, finally, that at the conclusion of all that account, the city of Rabbah is taken. And it's taken to the glory of David. Joab won't take the victory upon himself. He won't claim the city in his own name. He has David come with men and David rides in in the final part of the battle. Now this is actually a fairly commonplace occurrence in the ancient world. Even the emperor Claudius was supposed to have taken the island of Britain for the Roman Empire. But all he did was ride in at the last moment and claim the victory for himself. That's what David is doing here. The battle was still won despite David's sin, and David still received glory, including a crown with a precious stone that he claimed for himself, including many servants and slaves who now belong to the people of Israel. Ironically enough, The Ammonites then were set to work making bricks. There's also another fulfillment of this particular passage. At the time when the people of Israel were beginning the conquest of the land of Israel, the town of Rabbah was not conquered. Instead, Og, the king of Bashan, remained there and it was left until later to deal with. David finally is ending this part of the conquest. The city of Rabbah is taken. The Ammonites are defeated. Now what's interesting about that is there's a weird thing that is left mentioned in the book of Deuteronomy when it talks about the city of Rabbah and Og, the king of Bashan, remaining there. It says that Og had a bed of iron and that it still remained there till that day, the day when that section of Deuteronomy was written. A bed made of iron. And now the people of Rabbah are using iron picks and iron saws in their slavery to David. The bed has now been made into tools, tools to serve David. There's a certain amount of irony there after what happened with Bathsheba in a different bed in Jerusalem. There's also more that's going to come later on, I believe in chapter 17 of 2 Samuel. You see, The results of David's sin bear earthly consequences. We've talked about that before. And one of those consequences that we'll read about next is David's son Absalom rebels against David. David's son Absalom commits adultery in a very similar way to David. As a result, David must leave Jerusalem. He runs away up into the north to the city of Rabbah. And it's there that one of the Ammonites who lived there cares for David and provides for David as he prepares to spring his counterattack. There's going to be quite a bit of a swing in all of this with Joab as well, so try and keep all of these things in your mind as we go forward. But this city which caused all of the heartache and difficulty for David, will eventually become his place of respite in the midst of conflict and difficulty. Your friends in Christ, how often isn't that the case for us? The things that are difficult often become respite when something different that's difficult comes about. And what more can that be said except in this way? that our Lord Jesus Christ and his great difficulties, his suffering, his bleeding, his dying, that that becomes the source of our joy and our respite, the place where our sins are forgiven, the place where we find our rest is the place where he suffered so. Friends in Christ, that's what happens here for David. And as we go forward, we're going to see many more references to our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see them in Absalom. We're going to see them in the geography. We're going to see them in many things as David's life continues forward towards its end. In the name of Jesus, amen.